So today, at some point, balls are going to be thrown at somebody that participates. So let's see. So I need kids to be focused, okay? So you can get one of the balls. Ki no, everybody, but kids should be faster than adults at this point. Good morning. Um, uh, as you heard this story, what do you think are the, mo the most memorable things about that Genesis creation story? What, what are the things that never get missed when we uh, tell the story by heart? It was good. Created in God's image. Men and women. Night and day. And, and what are the things that normally get, that are in the story that normally get forgotten? That when you tell the story, you normally don't mention that part or don't mention that word or don't, don't, don't mention that phrase. Have dominion or rule over. Somebody say rule over. What are the things we normally tend to forget when we tell the story? Every, the word every. I think one of the things we forget, there are trees. And we normally talk about the, the tree, the, the, the two important trees, right? The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And we normally forget about the other trees. There are more of the other trees. Like there are at least a, a million to one other trees. Oh, who knows how big the garden was in the story. But there are more of the other trees than, the, the, than these two important trees. And we normally forget about them. So it's the, tr the other trees that I'm going to talk about today for a little bit before we start having a little fun. The fruit of the tree of the good and evil, they're so important that it has overtaken the story and understandably so. For many of us, it, has, uh, it hasn't just overtaken this story, per se. It has also apparently overtaken and contaminated the whole world. It has corrupted everything. Nothing has remained untouched by it or untouched by sin. And, or at least that is what many of us were indirectly or directly told. But, th but that is not actually how the story goes. God did not tell Adam that whenever you take from this fruit, it will infect everything. And that what was once good, now will become bad from that moment onwards. That doesn't happen. Adam is not told that. Because after Adam, Adam and Eve did what they did, everything remained good, including humans. The title of good, and, and in this case very good, was not removed from any part of God's creation. Every other tree and what they symbolize are, is still good, and they are still there for our sustenance. And we are still surrounded by God's grace. One word that encompasses this reality is the word that you've heard uh, being thrown here at Grandview every now and then. And the word is sacramental. And by sacramental, we basically mean uh, that's a means of, uh, of grace from God or a, or a point of connection with God. Meaning that the world around you and around us is and has never stopped being sacramental. A.K.A. it has never stopped being a means of grace given by God or a point of connection between us and God. So this is what we're going to do today. We're going to remember and celebrate the other trees. The good trees. The very good trees. We're going to, to remember that we're surrounded by God's grace, and we're going to name that out loud. So if you have a tree or a couple of trees 
that have been sustaining you, sustaining your soul in this particular season, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to stand up. And I want you to catch one of these uh, balls that now they represent fruits. This might be a, a lemon or lime of some sort. So uh, you raise your hand. You stand up. You can choose. I can toss it to you, which will make it more fun. Or I can just give it to you in the hand and choose the uh, boring option. But if you don't want to catch, I, you just let me know. Uh, and when, once you catch it, I want you to please... Tell me about that tree and that fruit that has been nourishing you in this season and why. It, it can be a five-second uh, five thing. It can be a 30-second thing. You choose. So, for example, that fruit has been a particular book, a novel, a band, or a song, a group of friends that you meet once a week, your book club, running early mornings at the beach. It could be sunsets. It could be playing Hot Wheels with your kid. It could be going to the gym. It could be reading the Bible every day, planting and harvesting uh, vegetables. Could be your favorite teacher that's been uh, that tree, that means of grace. It could be many other things that you, you can have in, in your head. So I want to ask you to stand up, catch the fruit again, and tell us all about it. You can keep the fruit for a while, and I'll let you know when you can give it back. Ready? Is, am I somewhat clear? Yes? So who would like to start and tell us about that, that tree or, or good trees that have been sustaining you in this season. And I'm going to toss you the first fruit. Catch, pass or toss? Okay, let us know. Would you like a mic or without a mic? Without a mic, okay. You can keep it for a while. Thank you for sharing. I have another one. I have a spikier one. It looks like COVID, but it's not. <laughs> who, likes to, who would like to catch the COVID-looking fruit? Tell us about, okay, Claudia, you have to stand up. Uh, pass or toss? Ready, ready? One, two. Hey, there you go. Okay, you have to project. Blueberry, anybody? Thank you, John. So being still, taking... Enjoying the presence of God. No, you, you can give it. One more. I think this is Niana, right? Oh, hey, six for six. Good job. Your friends. Wonderful. Thank you, Niana. Okay. Now, this is the category of the good, and we're going to keep with the good. But sometimes uh, there's a, a category called too yummy for my tummy. And this happens when too much of a good thing actually starts being detrimental for you, a.k.a. too yummy for your tummy. It's like eating too much pineapple or drinking too much uh, apple juice, especially without the peel. Enjoying the wonderful flavors of apples while at the same time, for example, disposing of the fiber, of the, just taking away the peel, the thing that would actually keep your sugar levels from spiking and crashing uh, due to all the sugar... Uh, that might be uh, creating an imbalance for you. So now we're going to do the same now, but inside this category of too yummy for my tummy. What are some good things that you have been doing too much of that have, been, that have become a little detrimental for you? This could be maybe alone time is good, but maybe too much alone time. Or you've been playing Hot Wheels with your kid, and that's great, but you, when you should be working and you're still playing with, your, with the Hot Wheels, 
That might be a little bit. Or like uh, too much Zelda, not enough work. Or too much work, not enough Zelda. That could be also. also. Uh, so in this case, I, I still want to invite you to, to uh, give me a signal, a sign, and stand up and tell me what is something you have been doing, what's something good you have been doing, too much of, that's now, it's been too yummy for your tummy. This might be a little bit more complex, but who wants to give it a shot? Charlie. Uh, so in this case, two people that have the fruits have to throw uh, the fruits to Charlie, symbolizing too much for Charlie. So Niena in the back, I'd say, uh, one at a time. Niena, you have one? One and Niena in the back. Hit him. Good job. Okay, what's been too yummy for your tummy? Thank you, Charlie. Good. That was, that was a great one. More people. So what's something, some good thing that you've been doing that's been too yummy for your tummy? Just too much that's been detrimental for you. Okay, you have to stand up. You have to catch at least two balls. Who's going to toss the balls? Oh, Jung. You can do it. <laughs> and you need one more ball. Who's tossing the other ball? Okay, Teresa. Good job. Good. Now you can tell us. Too mu you ate too much what? Candy and too, too much. Okay. Playing too much. What's your favorite video game? Zelda. <laughs> or Minecraft. Okay. Too much Minecraft for your tummy. At least one more person. Oh, we got two. Uh, let's two balls for Meshach. Who's throwing? Uh, try. Ooh, that was a good toss. That was a great toss. Too much Minecraft. Okay. Uh, we saw uh, Christina. Can you toss those two to Christina? Okay, Christina, let us know. What's been too yummy for your tummy? And we got one more, one more here, and that'll, that'll be it. That'll be the last one. Last one. Coffee. Have you been sleeping well? No? Okay. Thank you for confessing. <laughs> I was just talking to Charlie, for example, about the news. I had to uh, deliberately disconnect from Bolivia, a place that I love, because it's too much. Like knowing what's all, all the stuff that's happening in Bolivia and all the stuff that's happening in Canada, I had to disconnect and like unfollow everything from Bolivia. It's like, I bless you and there's nothing I can do about you from here. And, and away it goes, like, like, like the ship, it went away. I'm kind of doing the same thing with France. Just, it's just too much for me. So uh, sometimes, like, news, it's too, too uh, yummy for my, I, I don't know if I'll call it yummy, but it's, it's too much for my tummy for sure. Okay, uh, and we're we running out of time. I want to do this quickly. Uh, what are, talking about the church, what are good things that have been sustaining the church this season? And you can just yell. This is not too yummy for my tummy category yet. Just uh, good trees that have been sustaining uh, Grandview. People showing up every week. People showing up every week. What else has been sustaining? Music. Music. Great volunteers. Having a great friend. Having a great friend. Okay. What else? Two more. Prayer. Prayer. Oh. <laughs> I paid him. Okay, now go, uh, let's do uh, too, good for, uh, too Yummy for My Tummy category. What, what is... That thing that's been so good for Grammy that we've done so much that's been a little bit too yummy for our tummy here at Grandview. Talking about the sacramental and, and finding God outside of a pulpit, for, for many of us, it's, it's, it's been complex. 
Because for many of us, the, this is how we how we're fed. It's, it's either opening our Bibles in a long time. That's even even a stretch. For for many of us, it's a Sunday for an hour or or a forty minute a sermon. That's how we were uh, fed apparently. And for us to talk about being uh, fed outside the church and finding different trees and different points of grace and different points of connection, that is not our prayer meeting in the church. It's mentally tough. It's it's mentally tough to to kind of open ourselves to that. Many of us were taught this in in very deep evangelical churches, and. Uh, uh, one of our reactions to evangelicalism, uh, this suspicion of, of everything, that the sin has infected everything. Music, and music is dangerous, and reading too much is dangerous, and philosophy is dangerous. And you can find the devil hidden everywhere. He's going to jump at you if, you if too much sports or if you watch too much TV or video games. There's, the, you know, the devil is hidden. Everything is twisted by sin. And many of us have been uh, told that story. I am one of them. So one of our uh, reactions from that evangelical suspicion of everything is for many of us either to go full-on sacramental, like, oh, everything is like uh, being fed by all the trees, or going the opposite way, and it's to turn this evangelical suspicion into critical cynicism. So we no longer are suspicious of the other trees. Now we're uh, kind of cynical about the other trees. It's like thinking, come on, how, how is that real food? Can you really call that tree food? Can you really call a walk in the park food? Can you really, you know, going up a high, can you really call that a connection with God? Can you, can you, we become cynical of, of when, when people tell their testimonies, you can see the faces of, of cringe. It's like, can you really call that a connection with God? Can you, can you really? This kind of reaction is understandable because the sacramental, it's not the most straightforward, logical, and formulaic thing there is. It does not always come in a form of logical, propositional, propositional arguments. Most of this grace comes through physicality, through running and, and playing with kids and playing music and, and taking showers and, and being in nature and planting and hugging somebody. And this grace and this point of connection is difficult to Explain it to somebody, one, because it is difficult, and the other one, it's difficult to replicate. It's like you just go for a walk and you find God, and it just doesn't happen. It happened for you, but then you cannot replicate it necessarily. It's not that every time that you play, you feel this grace or connection. Sometimes it doesn't. It's not like a formula you can pass on. So it's difficult either to, to explain or to replicate. And sometimes when you try to explain it, you... Sound like a hippie, right? So you'd, you'd rather not just, you keep it to yourself. You don't sound that smart or intellectual. So for some people here, the invitation is to step outside of the cynicism and suspicion of the other trees in the garden so you can realize that God's forest is still magical, still sacramental, and that God can find you and speak to you through food, through playing with cars, even though it's not the same as reading Schleiermacher, how do you say that? Schleiermacher, Schleiermacher, or Tom Wright. It's a different type, type of, of connection. One last thing that I want to uh, uh, ask you before I, I, I tell the very big band to come up stage <laughs> is uh, every fruit, can somebody toss me a fruit? Every fruit is, uh, is food, is sustenance, but every 
fruit is also a seed. Once you, if you've munched and had, had fun with the fruit, uh, it, it has a seed. So I want to I wanna invite you to think uh, about where you can plant that seed that, that's been like life-given to you, really life-given to you. That thing that's been sustaining you, that's been uh, God's grace to you, how can you plant that in somebody else's life? L- like, for example, riding on the bike to work or riding on a bike and, and going to Stanley Park. Just The bike has been your place with God. What if you have a spare bike and you can give that away to somebody? Or what if, if you have this book that you've been munching on, it's been like, if you can remember, oh, like this, this book and that book has fed me so much. Why don't you buy a copy and, and look around and see, like, you just go with your gut. Like, this, I think this book is going to bless you. You go buy the book and give it to somebody else. If, if, going, if nature has nature been that place of grace for you, can you possibly take somebody or pay for somebody to go to an island with, with his or her spouse or just alone and say, like, I want to bless you this way. I'm going to play for your ferry. I'm going to pay for everything. You go and have, have that uh, moment of grace uh, uh, between you and God. Can you think of that thing that's been feeding you that you can plant in somebody else's life? Because maybe you are, you're just creating a point of of connection between that person or that family and God. And I think that's wonderful. So I want to ask you to, just for 30 seconds, stop and think what that could be. And in 30 seconds, I'm going to invite Charlie to come back up on stage and lead us in another song. Amen? Just 30 seconds. Quick. <laughs>